Hey guys, welcome to the All Things Running Podcast. This is Jacob here, and today I sit down and talk with Zach Case, who is a good friend of mine from the University of Pittsburgh. We were actually roommates in my junior year of college, his senior year, and we ran together on the club running at Pitt team. Uh, he recently ran a great race at the Cleveland Marathon running 238.51 for third place. And I was super proud of him as someone who had been guiding him through his training, leading into the race, kind of serving as a coach for him. Um, it was cool to take on that opportunity, given he has historically been more of a 800 meter runner, mile runner, although he's always done well in the 8K as well in cross country. Um, but I, I saw that range in him and I knew that he could run a good marathon. And so we kind of go through that whole process of training leading into the race the training plan i share my screen and actually go through the plan i made for him and we do some other cool stuff like that that i'm i don't usually do on this channel so i hope that you enjoy this different format for this episode guys and as always have a good one i'll see you in the next one uh, so today i wanted to talk about your uh origins in the sport first of all because that's one thing i like to talk about with all my guests all right. um and then I want to talk about Cleveland Marathon, obviously, because for the listeners out there, this is Zach Case I'm talking to. I, I helped uh, make his training plan, coach him through uh, his build up to Cleveland Marathon, not to shout myself out. Um, <laughs> but so I kind of thought this, this is a little bit different than my other episodes in that it's kind of like a almost like a coaching call type of thing, I guess, but more mm -hmm. of like a reflection after his race, which I'll, I say went really well. Uh, yeah. Zach, would you say it went well? Were you happy with the results? Yeah, it did. It did go well. There are some things that were unexpected about the course itself, I would say. But other than that, it won't. I mean, I was really happy with my time. So. Yeah, we'll get into that. So first of all, a little bit of background. So I did some research on you, Zach. So I didn't know nice. I didn't know quite your times in high school. Uh, so Zach mm -hmm. went to Hampton High School, uh, kind of outside of Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. He was class of 2016, ran uh, 297, 2 flat 97 to 800. Uh, 436 in the mile or 1600 and 10.07 in the two mile. So I didn't know you were, you had that much range in high school. I I mean, I knew you were an 800 guy. So kind of surprised myself 10.07 only being two seconds off my, my PR from high school. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess you were kind of an 800 guy in high school. Uh, would you say that, that that's the case? Yeah. I'd say 800 mile were my, my two big ones. I think that 10.07 was actually got a dual meet junior year or something. I mean, obviously, oh, wow. I was still cooking and trying really hard, but but yeah, definitely 800 mile. And actually, fun fact: that 4:36 was actually uh, closer to 4:32. They got my time wrong. No way, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, was, that's brutal. I was pretty pissed about that. Like, I usually didn't care that much about the races, but yeah, I yeah. beat this kid by a solid four seconds. Yeah, and. They, uh, at the end of the meet and they were announcing times, they said we both tied for first. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's not right. Bro, no, man. So yeah. you won that race and they did. did you dirty like that. They sure did. And never, never got, never got fixed. So. And the people who they saw didn't. the race are like, wait, he obviously won. Like they saw you win. So then yeah. when the results said you tied, everyone's probably like, wait, what? So I'm sure yeah. like everyone was kind of confused at that moment, not just you. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. There's must have been a mistake with like the cameras or the bibs or something because it like yeah. was not that close. <laughs> and clearly they didn't fix it in the system because it still yeah. said 436 online yeah. when, I, when I found your stuff on athletic net. I'm just gonna fire shots at athletic right now. Athletic yeah. net. Sorry guys, <laughs> you just need to step up your game a little bit. 
Uh, and then Zach went to University of Pittsburgh. He was my roommate for my junior year, his senior year uh, in 2020, I believe, tw the 2020 to 2021 year. Um, and we're, we're good friends, obviously, if people didn't get that vibe already. Uh, we ran together for three years. I was just a year behind him. And uh, I was always behind him in races, too. Uh, you know, when we could Not race anymore. before COVID happened. Uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, anyways, he ran 157, 58 in the 800 at the uh, Cal U Early Bird Invitational in 2019, um, which was super cool to watch. I was on the bleachers watching him do that. And I remember everyone was getting hyped in that last lap. And, Zach, you did your iconic, like, smirk in the last hundred or whatever and then just like head down <laughs> gunned it for the win oh it was sick i remember everyone was so hype and like right when we saw you do the little like stupid smirk thing we knew it was game over for everyone else man that was a um, fun race yeah, yeah that was that was a good one for sure um so that was cool and 157 that was the club record i, I don't know if i said that uh that was a club record still stands uh, Nick Wolk no. did not do an 800 this last year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you ran also 26, 29 in the AK, uh, in 2019 at the, uh, Pole Green Park in, uh, Mechanicsville, Virginia at, uh, Nurka Nationals, which I was also there racing in. We were in the same race and yep. I just stayed about 20 seconds behind you the whole race and could never catch you. So that was frustrating <laughs> for me. Uh, you always were just like 15 or 20 seconds in front of me and I never gained on you like you'd open the gap in the first two miles and then it just stayed that way and you didn't like gain any ground after that yeah. you didn't lose any ground it was just like I don't Man. know maybe maybe I should have just went faster in the first two miles to try to like stick on you and then I would have yeah. been all right should just but sprinted out of the gate I lost my chance to compete with you man like and then COVID happened so after 2019 we didn't really have you know you didn't have that last senior year you didn't have a season senior year and so i couldn't really beat you in any races which is totally totally wrong we gotta I race know. again sometime we honestly do. if we race right now it might be close because i haven't run in a while that i have not been running that much either i mean i've started to get back into it recently but, I but you, got, you got the altitude you got the altitude in colorado man and, and you've been true. doing at least a little bit of hiking i'm getting no aerobic exercise and i just yeah. got covid the other day so i'm just getting wrecked more and more so who knows that might have messed my aerobic system up so maybe we should race soon because it might be All close right. <laughs> race of the um, uh, out of shape guys now <laughs> yeah bro the race of the, the unfit runners um <laughs> and then also so you ran those those were like your two big prs in, in uh college that i could find uh i, I guess i could have looked a little harder i know you you ran some other times as well um yeah. Those are I think two big ones. You ran like 4.34 the mile at some point? Maybe. Yeah, something like that. I don't I, I got a Spire race. Um, yeah. But those were the two big ones that stood out to me from your track and cross-country seasons. And then post-college, obviously, was the Cleveland Marathon in uh, May of 2022. Uh, you were bound for a, a good marathon at some point because, you know, you obviously had that injury in uh, – what was that? Was that your junior year at Pitt? Yeah, um, I think it was my, it was 2019, whatever that is. Something. That would have been your, so that would have been your junior year, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so talk to us a little bit about that. So you, you obviously had the injury when you were training for uh, Pittsburgh Marathon. Yeah, so that was, um, 
yeah, 2019, that was my first marathon cycle that I was training for. And I was running with Noah McCoy. Me and him were, uh, he was one of our friends on the club team. We were training together and I don't know why, but I was also taking a uh, basketball class at Pitt that semester. <laughs> so I was running, you know, marathon training and also playing basketball three times a week. And then I would do IM soccer on the weekends. So I think there's a lot of factors. I also didn't have the best shoes didn't change them out quick enough, wasn't stretched as much as I should have been. So it was kind of like <laughs> all of the training plus, you know, doing other stupid sports in the, in the middle of it without really taking care of my body just, yeah, led to a stress fracture. It was actually right after that 157, 800 is when I noticed it. Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. It was right after that. Oh, man. Because mm-hmm. then I ran a 5K later in that meet and I, I mean, the you 5K did. was all right. It didn't you ran 1637, I think. I was about 30 yeah. seconds ahead of you. Yeah. It, I did beat you, actually. You did. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't like my best 5K, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. But I was definitely hurting the last few laps of that. I was like, okay, something's wrong with my, with my shin here. <laughs> Is that When did you call after that race? I kind of can't recall right now off the top of my head. So I ran that 5K, and I noticed a sharp pain. And I was like, okay. That's not great, but being a you know twenty year old kid, whatever, I was like, that's ah, fine. <laughs> It'll get better. Did not get better. I kept playing basketball. That made it worse, and then I ended up running a half marathon a few weeks oh, later at uh, at Nurkin Nats actually for for um, track, and that just was stupid. And then I got an MRI like right after that, and they were like, yeah, you have stress fracture. Like, oh man, yeah. Did you kind of? in your head were you thinking you probably had a stress fracture at that point in time I mean kind of it was weird because like the spot that it was it was like the top of my top of my uh tibia yeah so and I'd had Osgood slaughter in high school so it's like it felt like a similar pain to that so it's like hopeful that you know it was just something like maybe it was just my tendon pulling but Mm -hmm. so I was like god the MRI could go either way Mm -hmm. and then it came back as stress fracture and I I mean I wasn't surprised (laughs) when they said it was a stress fracture it was really painful but it's definitely a, a huge bummer yeah but you know I guess it worked out because you came around and ran 238.51 for third place at the Cleveland Marathon just yeah. like four months uh wait for uh, three months ago actually more like three months ago wow it feels yeah. like way longer ago than that for some reason no it um, definitely does <laughs> maybe that's because I started full time and I'm just like time is no longer a thing that exists in my sense of life so um let's get really deep for a moment there um but yeah we'll talk about that i just first of all zach what what is your origin story in this sport because like for people who are listening zach is is an athlete he always has been like just good at everything annoyingly one of those guys you can like pick up any activity and be good at it right away like something as dumb as like can jam he'd pull up and like be good right away um so zach tell us about your origin story man when did you decide to get into running what triggered the interest yeah so seventh grade was the first year i joined cross country team all my friends had started running and like like the guys i've been playing basketball with for years started running in seventh grade and i was like they're like oh you should try it so i did and I actually found out that I really liked it. And I was like, just naturally good at it. Like basketball, I mean, I was, you know, good at basketball, but I was never as good as like the guys I was playing with. Like I was always on, on the bench, <laughs> generally speaking, just with those guys, cause they were really good. But 
I must have meant they were really good because you're pretty yeah. good too. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, they were really good. And I just like, I also didn't have the motivation really to practice basketball as much for some reason. Like I really enjoyed playing it, but when I wasn't on the court, I was like, I don't really feel like practicing. So I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I started running and I like just started beating all of them in seventh grade. Like it was kind of right off the bat. I was just like, Oh wait, I'm actually pretty good at this just naturally. And I, and I don't know why, but <laughs> it's just kind of how it happened. But I think since that was the case, I like motivated me to practice more and it kind of became my thing, you know, like in middle school, like people just started to know me. It's like, Oh, that he's that kid that runs. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, almost like a little bit of like an identity thing in terms of like the kids I went to school with like the other athletes and my friends so then I just started doing it and eighth grade I started falling way behind I don't know why but my friends all started beating me and I was like okay this is not gonna happen (laughs) so then I got to high school I started working a lot harder and then in tenth grade is where it kind of took off and like I actually started like making training plans and like planning out my summer and you know tracking workouts and I like really enjoyed that part of it too because I mean you know I'm very into like science the human body like medicine and so I started like research to stuff about running just like proper form and like the mechanics of how you move and like how your lungs work and all that kind of stuff so I just start got really into it in 10th grade and that's when I kind of took off and started actually like placing it stuff and I was like okay this is a lot of fun <laughs> I had no idea that you were like kind of that interested in the science side of things I mean it makes mm-hmm. sense now knowing what you do um but you know I had no clue that you were kind of making your own training plans in your sophomore year of high school I guess it was mm-hmm. um why were you making your own training plans I mean you had a coach right like you could you, you could <laughs> like listen to we, him or, or her yeah. <laughs> no we did have a coach they weren't great. They weren't okay. great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, like, Hampton High School. Uh. Yeah. I mean, they enjoyed it and like they liked us and they enjoyed running and they'd done it, you know, in high school and stuff, but they just like didn't really have a good sense of what I should be doing in terms of training. I mean, I didn't really either. Like I was still trying to figure it out as I was going. So then I say made a training plan. It was pretty loose. Like it was more of like weekly mileage goals. And then mm. I would try to do like a speed workout and I'd kind of make it up as I go just depending on how I would feel you know I'm big on the fields and I'm doing work you are big on the field yeah yeah that's why when we were making the plan too I felt like I was trying to go for a field a lot of the time when I tell you what to do yeah Uh, yeah. which I feel like is really important especially when you're starting out and running like to just go by feel because it can become overwhelming just trying to stick to a specific pace especially if it's not going in your favor sometimes your body just doesn't want to hold six per mile six minute per mile pace or seven minute per mile pace or whatever your pace is mm-hmm. um so that's that's Zach's story guys um now mm-hmm. let's move on to the the main part of the podcast cleveland marathon uh kind of want to talk about your build-up and the race itself but first uh i want to share my screen here do something a little different that i haven't done before uh, since this is kind of like a coach call quote unquote i'm going to share my screen and show the plan that I made for Zach and we're just going to quick run it down to the, to the viewers who are watching the video on Spotify, which you should be, if you aren't, uh, because it's cool and you should, yeah. Yeah, uh, you should. Zach endorses it. So, <laughs> uh, there we go. So, uh, 
anyways, well, I'm basically, this is the plan I made for Zach. You can see it, right, Zach? Like, you can see the yeah. screen. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I hope it's working. Um, <laughs> and basically, he had already been training for, Zach had already been training for some time at that point, but just really low, like 30, 30 miles a week, just kind of keeping it easy. I think it was just, you were just doing, like, easy runs for a while. You weren't doing any real workouts or anything, but you were still running. Um, so it kind of made the process of getting you into the plan a little bit easier. We could kind of start you off right away with some, with some workouts. So I, I started throwing you some basic base building, uh, workouts, like see here on Wednesday of the first week I had you do, um, you know, a far lick of 30 seconds on one minute off, just trying to get the legs moving a little bit. Um, and we just slowly, slowly built you up starting at nine miles for your long run. And, you know, going down, you see, it was basically just this base building phase here was just hills and far licks, really. That was all, all that's to it, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, we were just trying to build Zach's base a little bit, get him strong before going into some more specific marathon work that, uh, you know, his his legs would need to get some prep for before going into it. You couldn't just go right into that stuff. Um, no. So we were just throwing him some far licks. Uh, eventually, we got him into a tempo in week seven just to try to introduce him to something a little bit harder before we dropped the mileage and then got ready to go into the marathon phase. Um, and then I uh, gave him kind of a first, you know, this was kind of weird looking back on it that I did this. Um, I don't know if I would do this now, but I, I gave you like a down week, quote unquote, but it had some harder workouts, um, hmm. which I don't know if I would do now, but I think my thought process was to introduce you to some marathon work um, at lower mileage so that you really only had to focus on the workouts and not getting high mileage for the week. Like I could have definitely just said, all right, you're doing 65 that week and you're going to do the workouts too. But I figured I'll give you lower mileage to introduce you to the marathon work a little bit more slowly. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like it, worked out i felt like it worked out well because you got a good taste for marathon pace um with about seven weeks left to go until your race or eight weeks i guess it was from the from monday um and we gave you three two one with 800 flow i felt like it went pretty well for you um off that first workout just to try to get a gauge for your paces and all that um mm -hmm. And, you know, I won't ramble too long, but basically we threw him into some marathon work. Then we got it into the specific marathon phase where I was just kind of throwing him some speed alternated with like marathon work. So one, I gave him mile repeats one day and then a tempo another. And then the next week, two mile repeats in a tempo. You know, it's really kind of that simple with marathon training. I feel like one day you need some speed. Another day you need more marathon work. Uh you know, going down, we're just rolling through. We build them up to about 30 minutes threshold, blah, blah, blah. This is the big week where we had you at your peak mileage, uh, which I think you hit around 70 that week. Um, yeah. And you did the two big workouts here, the four-mile threshold, followed by three to four-mile repeats, and then you did two by five miles. So that was kind of your big week. Unfortunately, I think you got COVID. Um, <laughs> was it the week before that or that week? It was, it was the week before. Yeah, you got COVID this week, didn't you, though? Yeah. The, the week of the 18th? Yeah, um, I, think, I think I got it Sunday before that. Yes. That week, yeah. Yeah, so that did kind of take you out a little <laughs> bit. I remember that you were out for a time for that, about a week. Yeah. You, you didn't really do any workouts. We had you do nothing, just kind of relax. And, like, I told you not to run if you didn't feel good. Yeah. Um, and I felt like you stayed true to that for the most part. I think you pushed a little bit. When maybe you shouldn't have. Uh, 
I think you did. Like, actually, I'll pull it up. I actually have it on tab. Um, I have your one week here. This was actually the first week I felt like you were back from COVID that you like didn't have any of those problems anymore. Uh, yeah, so this is kind of, I think this is when you had COVID. You were like, you just said you weren't feeling yeah. good. <laughs> Starting to feel better, but you were still running. Uh, it. I got to say, Zach, you make it clear when you're not happy, <laughs> like when you're not good, because every post is just like, no, no title you know, or much yeah, better. Really yeah, just not quite. Didn't feel yeah. good enough to run. Like you make it very clear. Um, so I think I I think in the week prior, yeah, you ran fourteen with like having COVID, which was kind of like okay. I'm not sure why he did that, but like he did it, so good for him. Um, yeah. Also, so, hi Sophie in the back. Yeah, in the back. <laughs> hi Sophie. <laughs> I'm talking what? to your mans. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, you know, you pushed through it, and I think overall we, we managed to get you back to good fitness, But although I think it did take a dent in things for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, we just tapered for a couple weeks, and then you were ready to go. Um, and then I also made the mileage raft just the funky, fun little thing to look at there for anyone yeah, who wanted to like pause, pause the screen, look at it. You know, it took me about two minutes to make. But uh, <laughs> that was the mileage for the week for, for Zach, for his uh, buildup. It was about 15-week buildup into the race. Um, and yeah, Zach, how did you feel about the, the mileage and all that? I'll stop sharing my screen here. Um, yeah. How did you feel about the buildup? How do you felt it went? Like was the, in terms of the mileage and the workouts and yeah. What, what do you have to say on that? So I actually really like the mileage goals, like the weekly miles, because before, uh, you gave me a plan kind of when I was still toying around with the idea of doing a marathon. I just wrote out on like a post-it note at work one day. I was like, okay, if I was going to do a, a plan, like what miles would I hit per week? And like, I kind of like listed it out, thought about it throughout the day and like just kind of put it in my room. And then when you gave me the plan, I looked back at it and the miles that you had said I should do were like really, really close to what I had thought would be good for myself. So yeah, I think the miles were like really solid. Yeah. And, and in terms of the workouts, how did you feel about, kind of how I built you up with the workouts. Did you, uh, I know at some points you kind of felt like maybe you, you wanted a little more speed in your tank. You mentioned sometimes that you felt like the speed wasn't quite there. Um, yeah. 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 I think um, the workouts were good. I think the way you built me up to the workouts was solid. I, I really liked the uh, presence of the hill work in the, in the beginning. Mm. I thought the early hills was actually really helpful in terms of just like strength and stuff. Mm. But then yeah, as we got through it, I'm trying to think back, I think I, I do remember saying that, you know, I wanted more speed stuff. And I think that was because I hadn't been running like I was used to before I started training. So, you know, the year before I started the training plan in January. So this is like October through December. I hadn't been running like I wanted. So I think my speed was lacking a little bit more than I was used to. Yeah. So that's why I wanted a little bit more speed. But I think the workouts were, were good. Um, the long stuff though the long workouts just i was not ready for it <laughs> honestly they were brutal some days <laughs> but, is there any um workouts in particular that you can recall i know you're two months out or three months out so uh yeah. i don't believe you don't really remember any um no there was one i remember i remember very vividly i can't remember what 
it was pretty close to the marathon. Like it was like in, yeah. I think it was either in the big week or it was the week after my biggest week. I just started the workout and I think I got through three quarters of it and I was like, all right, I'm calling it. <laughs> or like I did the last rep and it was just slow and I was like, this is terrible because I felt so bad. I don't know what it was that day, but I just <laughs> felt like garbage. Yeah, I think that was the hardest part for you was trying to get adjusted to marathon work, which was a huge jump for you from what you, you know, I think your body is naturally, you know, kind of uh, tailored towards is like the 800 and the mile, like those faster yeah. events. So we we kind of had to switch you on the marathon pretty quick. I think normally I would transition you slower, but um, mm -hmm. knowing that like we didn't know when you might do another marathon, I kind of decided to just go all in on it because I don't know, Zach, are you thinking about doing another marathon anytime soon? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about it. I would like to. Okay. I'd like okay. to be New York eventually one day, but I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, I, we didn't really know what, what you'd be doing beyond this race. So I, I felt like I kind of wanted to just put you head down into like a, a pretty solid build. Like I, I, yeah. I, and I was excited to make this for you because it was kind of one of the first times where i was coaching someone who was like i think i thought could run something like quite fast mm -hmm. um so i was like i'm just gonna throw zach into this like like i'm gonna ease him into it a little bit but i'm gonna throw him into like the hard workouts like for yeah. sure i'm not gonna... no that's what i wanted to yeah and I, yeah. I think that is what you wanted so yeah um and speaking of which i'll pull up my screen again i'm gonna do it again this time <laughs> i'm not gonna ramble for too long but i want to show your one week which i think coming back off of COVID, I felt like you were back in this week. Mm -hmm. You had some pretty good workouts, I would say, although you weren't too happy with your, uh, you weren't too happy with this one. <laughs> you, you said felt pretty mediocre, yeah. but in marathon training, I feel like a lot of the times you feel pretty mediocre. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you did your four mile tempo, three minute rest, and then four by one mile repeats. And you, I, I mean, I think you did pretty well. I felt like throughout the whole, tr the whole training, you, you kind of would go a little too fast sometimes off the first mm -hmm. rep. And I think yes. it would come back to bite you a little bit. So I think that might've been like a, a lesson for you for sure. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. Where like you did, you ran 538 right off the bat, which I think was definitely faster than I thought you would do. Um, so you kind of like maintained around that. And then you went 516. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. So I was like, yeah. okay, he's like dying. But like, even when he thinks he's dying, he can still pull out a 516 to close the <laughs> workout, which means he's obviously strong. Like, yeah. even if he feels bad, he can still run fast and close out fast, which yeah. I felt like was a good sign. And no. then you came in the, a few days later and you ran this workout, which you were pretty happy about, I think you said this one was a good one. That was your, there you go. what you said. And um, <laughs> I think that one went well. I was happy about that and how that one went for you. Again, you kind of were like, oh, the speed's not quite there, but I still felt like it was good. And then mm -hmm. this was the big one for me. You ran 21 miles at 619 a mile and yeah, your nutrition went well, like everything went well and you did it on the uh, North Park Lake Loop, which has like mm -hmm. some elevation to it. So to see that you ran your 21 at 619 average, having done the nutrition and the hills and all of that and closing on a 554, I was like, okay, he's going to, he's going to throw down. Like he's absolutely throwing down. <laughs> um, and so that was cool to see as well. I'll stop sharing my screen here. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, we kind of went through how you felt about your buildup and we kind of recapped our thoughts on that. But tell me about the week leading into Cleveland. So how are you feeling a week out from the race mentally, physically? Yeah, where was your head out there? Yeah, I was I was excited. That was the biggest thing. I mean, I was I honestly wasn't as nervous the week leading up as I thought I'd be. Um, I was like mostly just excited. And I think I was partly <laughs> excited just because that week was like low miles. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is nice. I can can relax a little bit. So that was good. Um, but yeah, no, I was getting pumped. And I think that actually that workout you just pointed out where I closed in 554, the 21 miler, that day was like the day I kept thinking back to because I felt so good and like I was cruising through miles and I closed it out well and so I was like okay if I could do that I think I could run a solid marathon so yeah I was I was feeling good and I feel like always when I'm going into races personally I just like have to kind of either try not to think about the like overthink the race you know so I kind of push it to the you know push to the back of my mind as much as I can so yeah. Try not to think about it, just staying confident, knowing that I usually race well. So it's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you, you've always been a good racer. That's something you've always had on a lot of other people is that, you know, you might, you might not have to train at the same level others do to be able to beat them in a race. I've experienced that firsthand. <laughs> I definitely felt like I was training harder than you when you're beating me. Um, yeah, but I love racing, man. <laughs> you're just, you're a good racer. And so I also took that into consideration when, you know, things weren't looking super bright during when you had COVID. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. but I know he's going to bounce back and he's good at racing. So he's going to go crazy. Yeah. And so would you say that that 21 miler was kind of like the last, the thing you needed going into the race to be confident? Yeah, definitely. And that uh, sandwich workout too, where I felt good. That was also a big confidence boost. And I think partly that, workout because it was before the 21 miler like kind of made me excited for the 21 miler because i felt yeah. good during that work and i was like okay because that there's a little part of me that was like oh maybe i won't bounce back from covid my lungs will be shot but it wasn't the case so yeah yeah well i think it went really well for you man i i yeah. felt like it was a like a a performance maybe a minus thank um, you yeah i would agree with that yeah but yeah. you know recap the race man like you know, what do you remember from that race? Sometimes I feel like people don't remember anything from their marathons. Other times people can recall it like so vividly. So yeah, you know, what do you recall from that race? You know, going into the race in the morning, like you're probably up super early. Just take me through mm -hmm. your race day. Yeah. So I am one, one of the people that remember it really well. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> I remember it really good. It's good yeah. for my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But so I think we got there the morning before so saturday morning checked into the airbnb um, walked around the course actually drove there's a huge out and back in the cleveland marathon so we drove kind of down that out and back just to kind of see what the elevation was like and i was like oh this is a little hillier than i was hoping for so i kind of knew that right off the bat like going into it um, and then the night before it cost uh, you know the usual oh, yeah. got a good night's sleep i did wake up at like i don't know two something three something I don't know it was really early um and started getting ready and then just popped the headphones in and warmed up and stretched and everything and that's when I really started to get nervous was like 20 minutes before the race because I didn't I was trying to balance like 
drinking enough water without getting a cramp you know what I mean like (laughs) I wanted to be hydrated but I didn't want to cramp up real early so I kind of wasn't sure what that balance was like but it actually I mean I think I I think I did it well because I didn't really I didn't cramp too early Um, (laughs) but then the race started and I didn't know at the beginning that the half marathon guys were starting with us so the gun went off and these people took off at like 5 30 and I'm like whoa (laughs) this is not good and then I was like, oh, wait, they're half marathoners. I realized that within the first mile. So it wasn't a big deal. But uh, <laughs> I was still at first, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then we started going. There's a kid in a USA track uniform that I was running with for a lot of it. He, uh, he got out ahead of me at the start. So I was kind of reeling him in for like 10 miles. And I did uh, eventually catch him at like 11. And there's a guy counting off marathon places and I think I was in like sixth at this point and there's a kid right in front of me who's on the running the marathon so I passed him and I kept my eye on that guy in the blue USA shirt so I was you know kept running keeping him in my sights and I caught him on a downhill I don't know I think it was probably around 12 caught him on a downhill and two other guys, but they were in the half marathon. I thought they were in the marathon the entire time. So then I was like, okay, well, now I have a lot more people to catch. But then this kid passes me again on the uphill right after that downhill at like, yeah, like 12. And then we got to this huge highway, like four lane highway in the middle of Cleveland that they cleared. Like there was no one, it was empty. No cars, like no spectators. There was like, a table that had cups on it and like a person handing out water and I was like this is so weird so it's just me and this kid running down this four-lane highway for like a solid mile with just nothing like not absolutely nothing the only thing I could hear was like the breeze it was so strange but then at 13 this kid died like hard I don't know what he finished I don't even know if he finished to be honest but like he just totally dropped off at like 13 and I hadn't like I picked up the pace like a second or two maybe and he just died and so it's like well lost my lost my guy yeah <laughs> and so at this point I think I was in third and uh, I could see ahead of me someone in the distance this part of this was the out and back starting the out and back that I'd driven on previously and it was um super straight so I could see for a long you know a long ways ahead of me and I saw the guy in second so probably for the next four miles, I was just really slowly gaining on him. And then at the turn, um, I like saw him across from me, you know, and I was like, okay, he's actually really close. So then I turned and probably three or four minutes later, I caught him and passed him. So that was a really good feeling. (laughs) That was probably like 19 or 20 that I caught him and so I was like okay this is good that's a good sign if you're passing someone at 19 or 20 it probably means they're not going to catch you yeah no he was he was in rough shape I think he did end up getting fourth though so good for him good for him good if if he's listening which he probably isn't but if he is good for (laughs) you man for like still sticking it out yeah no yeah he did good I think he was like a more veteran guy so okay he knew what to do but um oh and I totally forgot I had a been fighting a cramp for like since mile 10 and it would it would pop up for like a minute or two and it was never that serious it was just kind of more an annoyance than anything but it would pop up for a minute or two and then it would kind of fade and then it would pop up and fade and that happened for probably 10 miles 
and then at 19 is where where it started to get worse that's like or no 19 i guess it was more like 20 21 mm, mm. so then i had started to get that cramp and this is where the course got really uphill which was oh, awful God. and i was not ready for it and so the last three miles i was in so much pain that was that's the hardest running i've ever done was that last three miles of that marathon Oh my God, it was brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal every time. I mean, yeah. there's no way around it. It's always going to hurt bad the last three miles. Like, no matter how much you prepare for it mentally, I feel like it's just going to hit you like a truck every time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oof, that was the that was fact that cool. you got thrown bad cramps and the hills in the last, you know, hardest part of the race yeah. is brutal. Like, it probably would have been better if you had the cramps and all that earlier on like if you had them at like 10 where they were bad and then they went away Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's just the nature of the beast you just got hit with some bad luck I feel like and I mean it was kind of weird when you when you told me about that as a race when we were on a call like I felt I was a surprise because I mean that your 21 miler which we talked about a little bit ago went well Mm -hmm. and your nutrition was good and like I don't think you had a cramp then did Mm -hmm. you no I did not so I felt like we had it down and then just on race day you happen to get a cramp I feel like it's just kind of a I don't know like what we could have done about that to prevent that maybe you drank too much water beforehand yeah I don't Um, know but it's part of it part of it was like you know stress anxiety absolutely Yeah. yeah Because it was, it was weird because it, it was never really, it never stopped me from running or like, you know, kept me holding back. I remember one time when I was training, I got a cramp with like during a mile repeat, I literally had to like stop running for a second because it hurt so bad. It's like, yeah. it's the worst cramp I've ever had. I think I had eaten like, I don't know, something stupid <laughs> 20 minutes before that workout, but <laughs> chicken sandwich. Or something. Yeah. Honestly. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Fighting the cramps in the last three miles was rough. Then. But I mean, at this point, I was in second. I knew I was in second. So it's like, okay. I knew I wasn't catching the kid at first. He like passed me or like on the turnaround, he passed me with like a smile on his face, just cruising. Like, oh, okay. right. <laughs> I'm never catching this guy. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, half mile to go, just here yelling behind me. And I turn around, this kid flying down the bridge. <laughs> Whoa, where'd that kid come from? Yeah. So he passed me with a half mile left. Did you like try to fight the it at all or was he just gone there was no chance well he wasn't like gone gone he's definitely going way faster at this point than me he had a kick i had no kick i was like there's no way i'm running any faster than i'm going right now (laughs) no i mean like and i'm sure your cramps probably pretty bad at that point right like you're yeah it was it was getting there yeah like cramps can get like if it's bad enough you just can't run any faster like sometimes you're and plus your body like at that point isn't really like telling yeah. you to go you know i just don't uh, think i could have moved my legs yeah. faster at that point i was just so tired and, were you, you like know, half mile were you like mad about getting past or were you just kind of like whatever like i'm just gonna power through finish all i care about is finishing at this point i was in the moment i was like oh whatever but i think deep down i was definitely mad <laughs> yeah just knowing yeah. your like competitive edge mm-hmm. uh, i can imagine that would have gotten to you a little bit maybe for a moment yeah. at least when I finished, um, it definitely got worse. I was like, oh, I should just run faster and caught him, but whatever. Yeah, I felt bad for picking <laughs> off a guy in Toledo, as you know, because I was on the other end of that where I <laughs> went fastest guy with like half a mile to go. And I was like, bro, I'm oh, sorry. I felt you're bad. The guy. I felt you're bad. The guy. He was like dying, like yeah. going like a minute slower a mile than me. And I was Ooh. like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm like, yeah. 
So I, you know, I feel bad for you as someone who's on the other side of it and knows how it is. But well, I'm, I mean, I'm impressed. If you had a kick at that point, well, it done. wasn't really a kick. I think it was just like the guy died, and I was, was I was dying, going yeah. the same pace. Yeah, I didn't really pick it up. I don't think. I think maybe ten seconds or something. So yeah. well, rip that guy. Rip Should've that guy. Faster. Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh, well, um, so yeah, that was the race. What did you do afterwards? Did you treat yourself to something? Get, some, get a little fat burger or something. I honestly don't remember. I remember my stomach hurt for like hours, so I don't think I ate <sighs> it. <laughs> oh first. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I honestly don't remember what I did. That's the bummer about the marathon. Out. That's the bummer about the marathon. Is like you think it's going to be all fun at the end. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I just ran a marathon. It's sick. And then like, I feel like half the marathoners experience after finishing is feeling like terrible. Yeah. And like <laughs> at their body screaming at them, their stomach hurting, like everything's bad. And, yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. People don't expect that. They just think they're going to have a good race. They're going to be happy at the end. They're going to like get a fat burger and a milkshake. And then yeah. it's just going to be the greatest end of their day ever. Yeah. But, like it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, no. sometimes you finish marathon, you feel terrible. I mean, at, after Talio, Patrick was, like, grouchiest man alive for good reason, though, because he was hurt and bad. Like, I know his stomach was in bad shape. Yeah. That man would not even eat a French fry when I offered Boy. it to him after, when we got Sonic. So, that's I mean, good. you know, it happens. It's definitely yeah. – that's unfortunate, man. I but I, I hope you at least treated yourself to something at, at, at some point. I did. I think I got day. pasta or something. That's not really know. treating yourself, though. No. <laughs> well all you needed was the satisfaction of running 238 yeah um, exactly what what was your goal going into the race were you thinking 238 or like 236 or <laughs> actually the night before um one of my mom's friends who has done like some ultras and stuff was asking me about it like what my goals were and I was like you know I think he he asked me three questions he's like what would you be happy with what would you be ecstatic about and like what would kind of be worst case scenario? I was like, well, I think anything above 240 would be, I would be bummed. Like if I ran 240 or over, I'd be pretty disappointed. And then I said 238, I'd be happy with. And 235 would be like ecstatic. Like 235 was really like where I was setting my goal. Cause I like to set, you know, set those high goals. Yeah. So it's like, oh, 235 would be awesome. I would love to go into 235. Um, 238 though. Still, I set that as my, like, you know, kind of B goal. Like, that's the goal I'd be happy with. You know, so, A minus goal. Yeah. A minus. A yeah. minus, man. That's I right. mean, that's pretty good. That's all you need to get the 4.0 GPA. So, that is a fact. Unless actually, you need an A. Actually, you yeah. need an A. Yeah. yeah a minus, do. actually, you get dinged a little bit on that. Yeah, so. 3.75. Yeah. But hey, you know, what, what can you do? We'll get you do. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, let's, okay, we'll move on to like my last section. Oh, first of all, like, are you, what's the outlook on running right now for you? You kind of, I know you're kind of chilling right now. You're enjoying Colorado, relaxing. You're busy Mm -hmm. with your med med school applications, but what you do, do you have an outlook on running right now? Are you kind of just chilling? I'm chilling for now. I I would like to do another marathon. And if I sign up for another marathon, I'm not really one to kind of like take it easy. I think I'm probably going to go for it. So I'll probably actually shoot for under 235 if i do another marathon mm-hmm. but that's probably years down the road we'll see mm-hmm. it kind of depends on what happens in the next few months with like med school admissions and all that good stuff but yeah i feel like you're not the type to just go up pull up and run like a three 
15 or whatever, like off no. like no training, like you, you're the type yeah. to want to race it, when you race, you want to perform, like you yeah. want to do well. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I get that. I'm the same way. I don't like yeah. having, a, I don't want to race until I know I'm fit and can run something fast. Right. Um, yeah. That's just like my personal thing. I mean, I, yeah. you know, whatever, but yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll get into a fun section here and then I'll, all right. <laughs> uh, we'll let we'll uh we'll let you go, bro. I don't want to hug you too long. I did you eat at all? Did you get to eat before this? I did. I did. I oh, had some okay, yogurt good. with granola, bro. That's it. Delicious. Oh, you're probably hungry. I I think I had some cliff bar too. Oh, I'm good. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, I feel bad if you're like starving right now. No, you're um, good. I love okay. talking to you, man. So oh, that's, that's cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So fun, a little bit of more of a fun section. Um, first of all, what's your favorite? type of workout and what's your least favorite type of workout so like you know like tempos far licks like 400s 800s mile repeats you know in that list or whatever what's your yeah favorite workout i'm going probably gonna go ladder or pyramid mm. with mm. with speed stuff especially pyramids i just love i don't know what it is but like a two four eight Four two, a two four eight sixteen eight four two kind of thing. Oof, doesn't get much better than that in my book. Okay, okay. yeah, love that. What about least favorite? Least favorite's tough. I know. I previously I would have said fartlet, but during the, uh, you know, when I was training for the marathon, the fartlets weren't bad. I didn't mind them. Hmm. So I might, but I think it's tough. I might go like any threshold interval stuff yeah not not my favorite yeah, yeah i kind of caught that vibe from the marathon training block yeah but, uh, <laughs> um you know and maybe in the future if you do another marathon i could try to you know tickle that you know faster side for you a little bit more yeah you know because yeah, i felt like good. i could maybe touch on that a little bit more in the future maybe give you some more pyramids or ladders or something yeah i like because um, i feel like the good. most important thing is like just feeling confident so if that mm -hmm. means throwing in more speed, which is something you're better naturally at, then yeah. I think that's worth it. Like, and it's still benefit to you for closing out the last six miles of a race. So, um, yeah. anyways, what is your favorite race distance and what is your least favorite race distance? Favorite rate, race distance has got to be the eight. Love the 800. Least favorite race distance. I think I, mm. I think I might honestly go go two mile. <laughs> okay, okay. Not That's a fan fair. of the two mile. If you, if you ran an eight hundred right now, all out, what would you run? Oh, 205, 210. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I, I could probably pull out a two hundred five. I think you could pull out a two hundred five. Absolutely. Yeah. I think maybe even like two hundred two or two hundred three, like off sheer like sheer just willpower alone and honestly like, maybe bro and like your natural ability to perform well like off like no fitness <laughs> no thank you maybe not i couldn't do it at altitude but maybe if i went back to pittsburgh that's I'd be like, true i think with altitude here. maybe 207 206 yeah i like that because that would be about 202 and you know <laughs> sea level yeah that's um, true. okay what is your favorite running memory whether that's from high school or college, whether if you could say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, there's so many good running memories. Oh, my God. 
Catoctin National Park when we went to the park. Oh, it's, of course. That was That's, top. That was like top three for me, probably. That is top tier. Yeah, yeah. just going out and camping with the boys the night oh, before big regional race and then that was hilarious smashing the race <laughs> we slayed that next day yeah and jim was jim was so mad at me because i beat him off like <laughs> being out like injured for like a month and like, yeah. not racing at all that season yeah you were like oh. dead you like hadn't been there at all and then we we're like oh just just go camp let's go you know sit around the fire we drink any beer? I don't even. You guys were honestly at, probably dead. You guys were at the fire, and I was trying to sleep in like the corner <laughs> of the tent at like midnight. And I was like, "Why are these guys not trying to sleep yet? Like, we gotta be up in like seven hours." Bro, that's the Nurka energy right there. Just no sleep, no prep, run the best race of your life. <laughs> so, okay, what is your? Do you have another memory in mind? I just dropped that one because that, one, so that one's iconic. There's a time where uh, you snot rocked on Jim's leg. <laughs> I remember I was running behind you and Jim. You guys were running side by side. <laughs> and you had said something to me before, like, bro, I'm just going to blow a huge snot rocket. And then you did. It went right on his leg, and he was so mad. I was like, Jim, I'm sorry, bro. And he looked down at his calf, and there's this big bugger on his staff. <laughs> it was huge that was so uh, funny i think there was four of us for that maybe cole was there too yeah i think cole was there too. oh that my was gosh that one. was an iconic run I, that's definitely like a top tier memory for me yeah, i felt so crazy. bad he made me take flick <laughs> it off of him <laughs> yeah i think he did poor jimmy oh uh, i called my shot too i was like i'm gonna snot rocket on jim <laughs> yeah you did I, but you i said it like it. i said it, i said it jokingly and then i was like okay i'm just gonna snot rocket to the side and it just <laughs> nailed his calf <laughs> Yeah, bro. You you made your own destiny there. You called it, and then it made it happen. I American snipered his calf, bro. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay, before we get into the last thing, what is your – do you have other interests or side hobbies? I know you like rock climbing. Have you been doing any of that, Colorado? Uh, a little bit. I There's a I lot of rocks really, over there. There's a ton of rocks. I was actually on a run the other day, and, like, literally just, like – on the side of the road, I looked over, there's people rock climbing. I was like, oh, guess you can just do it anywhere here. But yeah, <laughs> um, I haven't done a ton recently. I actually went back to a bouldering gym for the first time last week. <laughs> so yeah. but I'm definitely going to try to get more into it. I found out you can rent just bouldering pads for like 10 bucks a day, which is really good. So I'll probably do that and just go out and boulder a little bit. Oh, you can just rent a pad and then like drive out wherever you want to climb and then just. Yeah. Yeah, That's I sweet. think you can you can rent it for like I think it's like ten or fifteen bucks for the first day and then five bucks for every day after that. So I could take it for a weekend. Yeah. Actually, one of my high school friends, so one of my high school friends' friends lives in Denver and he's huge into rock climbing. So and I've you know I met him before and he's super cool. So I might yeah. you know, reach out to him or something. But yeah, I'd like to get back more, get more back into that. Yeah. Uh, cool. other interests find a med school so you know all that yeah. kind of stuff is pretty cool <laughs> yeah what do you tell the tell the listeners what you what you're kind of what you're doing with, with that just yeah, so they know so find a med school right now working as a medical assistant um kind of just applied all over you know, what are you looking to process, do but... when you get through med school what are you looking to do just so they kind of know what you're you know working towards yeah 
Honestly, I don't even know anymore. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. Like, yeah, there's just so many options. I just haven't had a chance to really explore them yet. So, yeah, we'll see. Clinical rotations would be a fun time for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll get into the um, last section here. You just choose one or the other. So I say one. I'll say give you two options. You choose your preference. Okay. Uh, so first of all, track or road? Track. Okay. Indoor or outdoor track? Outdoor. Uh, cross country or track? Oof. You could cross country. Cross country is more fun. I like. I think I'm better at track, but I think cross country is more fun. That's fair. I feel like everyone thinks that, yeah. or at least that cross country <laughs> is more fun. Yeah. Um, split shorts or half tights? Split shorts. Yeah, you don't really wear half tights, I guess. Uh, not really. Yeah. You should try them. They're game changing. Think so? Uh, yeah, I love that. Maybe I'll give them a cut. They make you feel like a, a pro runner. That's my only. <laughs> that's my thing. That's literally why I started wearing them. It's just like I feel like really? I'm Elliot Kipchoge right now, and like it gives you that mental boost. You're like, I look professional. Uh, All right, maybe I have to. Really, get bro? I'm not even kidding. It's not. It's underrated. It's a mental thing for me. It's not even physical. People um, out here in Boulder would probably be like, "Whoa, that guy's really serious." Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah uh more streamlined more aerodynamic too you know yeah that's true no flapping around um <laughs> running hat or no hat um usually no hat but if it's cold enough i'll definitely go hat okay um tempos or speed work speed work okay uh long runs or workouts workouts <laughs> okay um, i like long runs too but definitely workouts uh okay smashing that kudos button on every strava activity or just giving kudos very delicately you know oh, no, i'm smashing that. that kudos button smashing when i go it. on strava i'm smashing it <laughs> just swipe kudos swipe kudos, That's swipe, right. kudos. sometimes honestly i'll just like if i'm really really bored i won't even look at the names i'll just go and hit kudos <laughs> awesome um conservative racing or front running usually conservative Mm -hmm. yeah, uh sure. sunday long runs or saturday i think there's saturday on that although i did sunday for the marathon hmm. i think if, it had, if i had my choice i'd go saturday i like saturday too because then you get sunday off and you can just chill yeah exactly um training or racing racing for sure really like oh, okay yeah. i i think you're actually the first guest who said racing over training really yeah because i think a lot of people just enjoy the process and like if they could only choose one they would do the training because race is only once a month or whatever yeah i mean that's well that's I, get that. I get that yeah, yeah. i think for um, me it's like i feel like when i'm training i'm you know it's a build up to something mm -hmm. so the race is always like super high energy like i don't know i just think it's really fun like that's kind of yeah what all the training was for i like training too obviously otherwise yeah. I'm, be here probably. <laughs> but. I, I'm with you though i think racing for me i mean that's yeah. what i like about running i like the racing part where you're like fit you can do something yeah fast. yeah i think so yeah. too yeah if we lived in a world where we could race every day we just recover for every day just can that go would and be awesome that would be i that would be actually a little too mentally taxing probably but like, it would probably be that yeah and you racing yeah. loses luster yeah it would lose yeah okay so maybe not maybe not. <laughs> um all right, that's that's it, man. Thank you for coming on, Zach. It was fun to yeah. 
chat with someone who's a friend that so I don't have to stress like crazy about the episode <laughs> like I do with some others. Um, no, that's, yeah, you got some but, pretty sweet guests on here, honestly. I'm dude, impressed. get it. I got Matt Fox on last time. Yeah, I saw that. Matt, if you're listening to this, say hi What's somewhere. Up, I don't know where you would say hi because it's a podcast episode. So I don't know why. I said <laughs> that, but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I love the podcast, man. Yeah, Somewhere. thank you. Appreciate that. So uh, if you ever want me to coach you again, dude, hit me up. Can, I might. Um, if you yeah. want to do another marathon at some point down the road, hit me up and I'll make you something. We'll try to give you more uh, pyramids. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> pyramids and ladders, bro. <laughs> there we go. Do you have anything you want to say for the fans, bro? If, if not, we're good. No, if you're a fan, keep listening. If you need a coach, Jacob Buffy's there. A testimonial right. endorsement. Yeah. It's it a great time. Killed the marathon. Yeah. It's also awesome. good to just have someone like to keep you accountable and just like text you, like, yo, how you doing? <laughs> exactly, nice. man. Yeah, yeah nice. I think that's the thing. I want to coach when I get back into it because I probably just hurt my back again if I just coach for myself because I'm going to be stubborn and do something stupid again. Oh, man. So it's important to have a coach to just kind of keep you accountable and. Yeah. tell you to like ease off if you don't feel good because i think sometimes if you just try to coach yourself you can get into a rut and constantly be getting injured because you're stubborn and you just are type a like most runners are and just yep. kind of brute force through injuries and make them worse so yeah having someone else be like all right you don't feel good don't don't work out today we'll push it back or not even do it i think yeah. is, is very important no definitely um, sometimes you just need that that voice of reason you know yeah absolutely all right, Zach, I'll let you go. Thanks for coming on, man. That was It was a good chat. Yeah, it was one. a lot of fun. That was a good time. All right, we'll have to catch up again soon. Yes, absolutely. Enjoy yeah. Colorado. Do some hiking. I will. I'm planning on it. I'm hopefully going to get Sophie up at 14 or next weekend. Ooh, okay. okay. I know. All right, I'll be smashing <laughs> that kudos button, bro. Yeah, do it. All right, see you, Zach. All right, see you later, Jacob. Good time. Ah, soy bien. Ah, soy bien. Ah, see you. All right, absolutely.